Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with New York City-based, Kansas City-born jazz trumpeter Dave Scott. He is making his annual winter holiday pilgrimage to Kansas City. It will take place during the last week of December 2023 and will include a host of veterans and up-and-coming cats. We get into the joys of these annual visits, his specific itinerary this year, and so much more. We always go into a grooving direction in these conversations. Get out there and check out live KC Jazz in the holiday warmth and dig this interview. Dave Scott. Uh, what's up, man? Not too much. Not too much. How are you doing? Uh, everything's great here in Kansas City. Oh, okay. Well, I'll be up there in a few days. Well, that's the thing. We're, we Your annual pilgrimage during the winter, it's great to, to catch back up with you. So talk to me a little bit about the upcoming trip, what's going on, kind of all of the who, what, when, where, why, how. Normally come out there during the holidays to visit family. and So I usually book some gigs around it. Yeah. So this time I've actually got four gigs. Yeah, if you want to kind of give me a little bit of a rundown and who you're playing with, and and then we can kind of delve into it from there. Uh, on Wednesday the 27th, I'm playing at the Westport Coffeehouse Theater with Michael Eaton, tenor player, sax player who lives in New York, who I play with sometimes in New York, and but he's also from Kansas City. He grew up in Liberty. So I'm doing a gig with him, and we're playing the music of Ornette Coleman and Eric Dolphy, and the personnel is Mike on tenor and soprano saxophone, Isaiah Petrie on vibes, Ben Trevort on bass, and Marty Morrison on drums. And then on uh, Thursday, the 28th, I'm playing with Arnie Young. You know Arnie, right, drummer? Oh, he's wonderful. Yeah, I love him, yeah. And his rough tenor. I've known Arnie for, geez, since the 70s. <laughs> Arnie and, and his rough tet. so I'm going to be a guest with them. Uh, that's also at the Westport Coffeehouse Theater. And the personnel is Arnie on drums, Jacob Schwartzberg on tenor, Andy Johnstone on alto, Gerald Spates on bass, and then, of course, Arnie on drums, and I'll be playing trumpet. And we'll be doing, I think, pretty much all of original music on that. I'm I'm going to be sending them some music, and, and Arnie's already sent me some music composed by him. And then on Friday the 29th, I'm playing with Brent Jester, excellent young pianist, at, at Corvino from 9 to 11.30, and, and the band is Brent on piano, Pete Fuccinero on tenor, Sebastian Arias on bass, and Marty Morrison on drums. And then on Saturday the 30th, I'll be playing with the same band, with Brent's band, at the Majestic from 6 to 10. That's quite a lineup. How, how, did, how does all that come together? I know sometimes you maybe have a few shows, but this is pretty robust. How did you get all of these venues and musicians together for this these are i just let people know i'm going to be in town i've done stuff with michael before because you know he's usually there for the holidays so visiting his family so i just let them know i'm going to be in town and actually michael checked in with me and asked me if i was going to be out there for the holidays because he had this gig yeah i just let people know i'm going to be in town i wasn't able to get anything together my own this time I've just been kind of busy, but so it's nice. People invite me to play with their groups, and we, we kind of collaborate on the, on the music, like play some original stuff sometimes. So it's, it's nice, you know. It's always great to come back. Kansas City has such a great jazz scene there, you know, always has. And the more I do, the more I play when I'm out there, the more musicians, the more of the Kansas City musicians I, I become familiar with and, and get to know. So that's kind of how this well, one happens. And I think that's the part of this that I'm interested in is that, over the years, you've been coming back and playing with a whole host of cats, 
And you've probably seen kind of this evolution from this crop of the early Bobby Watson years to how they've matured and even up to now with all of these young cats. I mean, you've mentioned a host of younger musicians. What has it been like for you to see this evolution of Kansas City musicians since you've come from here and you live in kind of the mecca of jazz in New York? It, it's funny. I mean, I, I, you know, growing up there and I still keep in touch and, and always get together with guys like Rod Fleeman, who I knew in high school. You know, we used to hang out in high school. And then, of course, Paul Smith and, and the late Tommy Ruskin and people like that. Kansas City Jazz icons, you know, since and when I was a kid growing up, they, those were, I mean, uh, Tommy Ruskin and Paul, Gary Sibbles, they were kind of the Wesley Knowles, Jess Cole, uh, who passed away, Arch Martin. Those were all the guys I would kind of looked up to when I was growing up. And, and my dad would <clears throat> was kind of on the scene, too. And so he knew Jess Cole and Arch Martin were good friends of the family and kind of and sort of mentors to me in a way, you know, when I was a kid. But then that's, yeah, it's evolved. And there are a lot more young jazz musicians today mainly because, well, there's two reasons. The music is really, especially the way the music itself evolved, evolved in the 60s, mainly in the 60s, I'd say, and then continued to evolve. Uh, but there, there was a big, to me, in the 60s, music made a big jump, started becoming influenced by other forms of music, classical music, world music, all, all kinds of different, rock, right, and fusion, that kind of stuff. Over time, too, I think that's one of the reasons the music had caught on with so many young people. And then the schools, the development of jazz in the schools, in, in colleges and universities, and high schools, too. Uh, when I was growing up, there were basically two schools you went to if you wanted to study jazz, North Texas State, which I spent some time there. I spent a couple of years there, or Berkeley in Boston. Now... Geez, almost every school has a jazz program, and many have jazz degree. And so, and like for, for instance, New York now it's just flooded. I keep meeting all these young people who went to school in New York and decided to settle there, or they, maybe they went to Berkeley and Boston, but they they decided to come to New York. Great young players, really advanced. I think the, the jazz, and then UMKC. You know, when Bobby and before him, Mike Parkinson had a really nice jazz program. And, and a lot of the young, I think a lot of, still a lot of the young guys that are around Kansas City now, or they're not as young as they were back then, but have stuck around. And now you know, there's a vital scene, though. It's really nice. I mean, it's it's uh, vibrant. You know, there's uh, all these guys. I, I talk to all these guys, and they're all playing some four or five nights a week, and they're playing jazz. You know, so it's 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 really nice. So when you get done with the trip, how do you feel? Do you feel the love? Do you feel just kind of – what kind of memories come floating through? Is it oh, – I mean, how, yeah. how, how do these trips feel? Oh, it's great. And it's just – well, it's nostalgic for one. Every time I come back to Kansas City, it's nostalgic. And I think back every time I drive through downtown, I, I think of the municipal auditorium where, where I first – my dad took me to the jazz festival when I was 14. And back then in the 60s, Kansas City had one of the greatest jazz festivals in the world. And I got to hear all this great, that's what got me going. He took me when I was 14, and that was it. I was hooked on the music. I heard Cannonball Adderley's band. Clark Terry was there. He used to always play with Arch Martin. 
and the George Salisbury Trio. George was a great local pianist. Some of the big bands, Count Basie, Ann Kenton, always, it was always Louis Belson one year. Uh, Thad Jones, Mel Lewis came one year. So anyway, I, I always get nostalgic about that whenever I'm there. And then, and then, and then, but it's just still, Kansas City still, I feel like a really great city. And I still have family there and a lot of friends. So it's always great too to touch base and see old friends, people I went to college with. You know, the one thing, too, is when you come into town, you're an elder statesman that's been around in Kansas City, came from here, and you're in New York. What do you try to teach the younger players? Is there anything in your mind where you're like, you know, these guys are obviously hungry. They're probably looking at you with these speckled eyes. Is there anything you want to impart and and give to them when you're here? Well, I feel like they're all on a good path. When I come, I just feel like I, I come to play with them. Hopefully, maybe I give them some inspiration, but I, I, I'm not sure they really need it. They're 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 all you know pretty grounded themselves and 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 what they're doing and the path musical path that they're following. So I just come really to enjoy it. Well, this has been an annual event for us to talk about these trips. I'm looking forward to it. Do you have anything on the horizon? Any recordings? I just finished one. Uh, oh, and. It's my eighth steeplechase recording, and in the past, everything I've done for steeplechase has been all original music. But this one, um, I've always wanted to do one going back to my roots and playing standards, and that, that's what I just finished it last week. We, we went and recorded 10 of my favorite standards. When with, will that be out? It takes them a while to get it out. It'll probably be out sometime later. In, in 2024. Wonderful. Dave, this has been wonderful. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting this out, seeing you live when you're in Kansas City as well as everyone else. So thank you for checking in. We got our annual. I think the prognosis is good. So we're ready to play. Yeah. And, and uh, hope to see you. Take care. Thanks for listening and tuning into another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players and minds in New York City, Kansas City, and spots all over the globe, giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to Dave for always coming back to Neon Jazz and for all of the stories. If you want to hear more Neon Jazz interviews, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us at YouTube. And for everything Neon Jazz, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.